Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here this week with San Diego anti-jazz heroes, Orchid X Mantis. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. We'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to San Diego Sessions. We had a few technical hiccups with the audio this week, so we hope you'll bear with us and enjoy our interview with Orchid X Mantis. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to San Diego Sessions. I'm your host, Ed Kornhauser. And I'm your other host, saxophonist Ian Tordella. And I play the electric uh, xylophone. Um... We're here today with Orchid X Mantis. This is our first three-way interview. We're here with vocalist and keyboardist Nina Leilani Deering. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to you as well, Ed Kornhauser. <laughs> uh, also with us is cellist and vocalist Caitlin Fahey Crow. Good morning. And last but not least, returning uh, drummer Isaac Daniel Crow. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for being here. Before we get into some Orchid X Mantis tracks from their new record, Rated X, I have our usual top of the show, Inane Banter, a.k.a. This Versus That. These are some questions, some grievances for uh, Ed Kornhauser. Press and grieve away. And feel free to jump in, guests. Okay, first up, these guys, amazingly, were both sidemen with Miles Davis, but... uh, Daryl Jones, electric bassist Daryl the Munch Jones. They have great nicknames too. That's a good nickname. Versus uh, drummer, drumist, percussionist, drummer Joe Jones, Philly Joe Jones. Oh, I gotta go. Cl- I'm sorry. I gotta go classic. I gotta go Philly Joe Jones. Clearly. <sighs> Come on. I'm getting, I'm getting the golf this. clap from Isaac. <laughs> what about the Munch? That's a great nickname. On nicknames, I mean Joe if, versus the Munch. I mean the if, Munch wins. Yeah, if we're going the purely off nicknames, which we should in jazz. Okay. So <laughs> next, next up, uh, a little. Uh, well, I have a couple here. Let me see. Okay, here's a good one. This is a jazz legacy question involving upright bassists. Um, Phil. Uh, a pillar of the Philadelphia jazz community and father of bassist Christian McBride, Lee Smith, versus uh, a man who appeared in many of Spike Lee's early films and uh, upright another upright bass player, mm. Bill Lee, also father of musician 
Albert Lee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say also father of Christian McBride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, that's good. this is getting weird. <laughs> God, I don't know. I I don't know. Uh shoot. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to go with Christian McBride's dad because he fathered and raised like the greatest bassist on the face mm. of the earth he didn't raise him but he fathered him oh yeah oh that's why chris mcbride's name is mcbride oh not smith okay well yeah okay well interesting okay <laughs> that, so that, that's so wait good. so he had he he is a he's a bass player and he had christian mcbride but it wasn't the guy's life and christian yes, still grew yeah. up to be oh, yeah. christian that's true it's in the genes wow yep you could still be a deadbeat, you they're total both, deadbeat dad, but wow. Huh. They're both great players, though. If, you, if you've heard some of the, you know, you can see Billy playing playing bass, I think at the end of uh, Mo' Better Blues or something. Hmm. Like he's standing outside playing the upright. Hmm. All right, the jury's out on this one. We're right. moving on. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't support deadbeat dads for the record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're going off the rails here. I do here. not support that. All right, the last one. Uh, local legend who's now left san diego uh, a young man is incredible incredibly good looking and an incredible guitarist paul castelluzzo mm. versus iconic uh pianist most known for his work during the 1990s with uh, michael brecker and others joey calderazzo oh that's nice that's some nice slant mm. rhyming you got there uh you know what? I got to go new school. I got to go with my buddy Paul. I met Paul when I was 17 at this like blues jam session. When this, he was 17. When he was 17. Yes. Sorry. And I was a bit older than that. Uh, and uh, the session was kind of weird, but he got up and absolutely killed it. And we uh, played in a band together for a while and went on this tour to New York. I've got some really funny stories on that I can't share on this podcast right now. But... Uh, <laughs> And he's just just taken off. Um, he's he's an amazing player. Oh yeah, can't Great. wait. And he's so young. I can't wait to see all the stuff he does. Social media icon. Yeah. yeah, he's really on his on his social media game, collaborating with people on the what do you call it? The internet, Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but you can definitely see him play some guitar on the internet. <laughs> all right, that was the fifty second edition of this versus that. Um, but once again, we are here with Orchid X Mantis. And for those people driving with kids in the car, you know, you may want to turn it down for this next segment. There may be some uh, colorful language. <laughs> we're going to kick it off with it. Actually, during the whole podcast, you never know. We're going we're gonna to touch on some mature subject matter, as this new record is called Rated X. And we're going to kick it off with a tune called Brutalist Veil.
back on San Diego Sessions here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. And once again, we're here with Orchid Mantis. That was Brutalist Veil from their latest album, Rated X. And just to recap a bit, um, how long have you been together and and how did you come together in the first place? Well, for the band, has it been just a little over a year officially? Yes, with this, um, as the name um, Orchid Mantis, we've been together for a, a little over a year. Our first album came out about a year ago. October 27th last year. How about that? Wow. Have yes. that in your pocket. Yes. Wow. So, um, but we have been neighbors, um, just roller skating distance um, apart for almost 10 really almost 10 years how long have you guys been in your house no we haven't been oh, like four years four years only five four years, years. <laughs> 40 <laughs> years time doesn't fly does does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um and then isaac and i've known each other since college being like the the people that were kicked out at the end of the night when the janitors came me from the piano rooms and him from the downstairs basement so we've known each other for a minute and i was a big huge fan of Caitlin Fahey Crow. Fahey Crow, pardon me. And uh, we're we're a three-quarter strength today because it's the three of you and one other person. Yes, Harley Maxino. On bass, mm-hmm. former podcast guest, 
a uh, former bird scooter rider. <laughs> yeah. still, uh, yeah. still recovering from his energy, injury sustained while don't ride scooter. bird scooters. Yeah, yeah, never ride those things ever without a helmet. Yeah, uh, should go exact our revenge and go through the city tipping them over. This is for Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, for Isaac, this is the second time you've been on, and this is your as a band. This is your second, your sophomore record. So, what's mm. the what's the new direction with this? With this new record that just came out, when about two months ago, uh, the new direction. Um, there's not as there's not as many stringed uh, instruments. There's no violins or, um, and everything's a little bit more upbeat. Everything. Most of the tunes were were written with uh, live performance in mind. So yeah, everything's a lot more, a lot faster, a lot more energetic, and not just for to be uh, listened to as a record, but so we would have more things to do for shows. Yeah, to be experienced as a live show, and I think also um, that's kind of what we've been working on, don't you think? Our our live experience, <laughs> yes. cultivating different skills, quite cultivating uh, rapping skills and uh, dancing skills, and different things that make for a more uh, visually arresting performance as well as our the musical stuff that we already bring to the oh, table. Oh yeah, you've got mad flow girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I but, think it's sort of a combo of uh, I'm channeling sort of like this advanced style Golden Girls thing and I don't know Olympic ice skater wow. <laughs> well, well, thank, well thank you for being a friend advanced golden girls I never really wow. thought of it that way but that is kind of spot on yeah well, the, the first record, and this record to a large extent, is like very production-based. You know, there's a lot of layering, a lot of overdubs, a lot of like sampling different sounds, moving around real drums, electronic drums. So um, how, did, how did you work that into like translating this record to live and, and trying to get that same kind of sound? Using a sampler. <laughs> yeah. Technology. Technology, <laughs> yeah, and in, in actually... Uh, limiting what we could do live. Um, now I use a, a Roland SPD-SX uh, sampler. I was using uh, an organelle and that was pretty cumbersome and uh, it was easy to get the samples mixed up because they all have just w wooden keys and they all look the same. So it, often I would hit the the wrong button. <laughs> that <laughs> so, maybe that's the fun part, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, let's just go with it. Um so, uh, does that answer the question? Yeah, using well, I using... mean, you have now drum triggers. You yeah, have drum your, triggers. I don't know the name of the. Is that what you already mentioned? Your Roland. Yeah. Well, and it's also um, uh, easier easier to pack. I was using this um, like drum kit size electronic drum set that I would put over my acoustic drum set, and that was just a nightmare to oh to lug. And then sometimes it wouldn't work, or uh, because there's so many wires and. And, and they would come loose. And so I just set it up and then it wouldn't be accessible on live performances. So switching over to this was, uh, is a lot easier. Yeah, and I think for the string sound, like I just recently purchased an electric cello and I've been shedding mm. how to work with that and how to incorporate it with a pedal board and get, you know, just kind of these richer, more dense textures that we can achieve in a studio sound uh, live. And and you use a... a a vocorder? A vocorder? Yeah, uh, well, JDXI. And, uh, Did you say a vocorder? A vocorder. <laughs> it does funny. do chords. It's Elsa, funny you, you say know. that. I'm, I mean, as far as the, uh, the difference between the last album and this album, 
aside from being very lyrically different in content, which is my angle since I'm the one who has not has to sing, has the privilege to sing um, <laughs> the, uh, the Isaac's amazing um, prose. Uh, the other difference, you know, going from having a string, I'm, I'm, what do we have, the, uh, broader than a quartet. And so now we do some of the songs from our first album, but I've taken over that texture vocally. So it's almost like having a, a speaking string section, which is really satisfying for me. So you mentioned Isaac's uh, prose. In terms of the songwriting, do you collaborate? Do individuals write specific songs? Or does one person kind of take, take on the songwriting mantle? Well, at the moment, it's all Mr. Crow with a little bit of input from us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I write, I put stuff down on paper and that kind of starts. But then, like, nothing would happen if it was just, just that. Then I'm like, okay, Nina, I have, I have this thing. It'll be how, however long it is. And then I need you to, to read through it. Or there, there's... Um, or I had both of you guys read through and just, you know, can we do this um, morally? I mean, I, I feel that's that's definitely part of the creative process. And then we'll record it and then, then we'll practice it. And then everybody adds their parts like that. So the composition starts with, with a little, with some sketching and then it just kind of, we all build it towards the end, the end thing. So, actually, I mean, we're really inspired by non-traditional ways of, of composing because not everybody does. I like to do pen and paper and then putting it into, you know, uh, notation. It's an iPad app. Um, but we've been watching other people, you know, just go directly, just recording their songs into like Ableton or Logic and then adding a drum machine and then putting synth in just, that's the way they do it. Build it never... never is transformed into like a paper reading chart. Right. Paper yeah, chart. Never, yeah, and never you, notated. Yeah, and then like they just go into the studio and then there you go. That's that's not really everyone's process. So I think everybody has their their way of composing and everybody brings that. Like Caitlin, the string, I didn't write any string parts. I think, no, I wrote one like line and then you did six takes in like 45 minutes and that's, that's the string uh, septet or what's... Maybe even octet. I can't remember how many tracks on, I recorded, but on normcore, normcore, yeah. So that that's all, okay. So I mean, I might have put one. Actually, I don't even think you played it. I think we don't we didn't even use that. So that was just kind of like her her springboard. And then with the cho the choir part at the end of norm normcore, I I did write something and you recorded it, but you're like, okay, but I want to write. I want to put a few more things, and you can just layer it later. <laughs> and so that's that's Nina's choir. You know, wow. so that it, saying that I wrote it is a little bit murky, and then Harley's bass lines, like I don't, I didn't write, you don't write yeah. those. He no, just no, give him Harley. Some stuff and he does his Harley thing. channels those from the. I mean, I I will. <laughs> I'll write something, and then he'll just be like, "Okay, I see. Just let me do it." <laughs> and it's it's always way, way better. So you you get the ball rolling. I get the mm -hmm. ball rolling. It's like the dungeon master. Yes, this is the, <laughs> this is the second uh, Dungeons and Dragons reference today I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really I'm really inspired by uh, Isaac's composition style too because it really is um, as meticulous as it is um, allowing for for freedom on top of that. And at the end of the day, we are very um, liberal as musicians, I think, in general, and trying to push ourselves. And so 
having an incredible framework and map to follow um, that Isaac provides really gives us, like again, a, an incredible springboard for applying our own harmonic or uh, expressive soul on top of that. So I'm really mm-hmm. grateful for yeah. that for people that love um, notation too. It's, it's nice to be inspired by the little black dots. <laughs> and for the, this record and the other record, you recorded it mostly or entirely in your little uh, home studio lair practice space. But um, for our listeners, you've, you've, we were talking before the podcast, you've really been pushing the video game hard and you're doing videos, I don't know, almost every week, right? Yeah. So if we want to um, let us know your YouTube and your, your internets, where we can find you. We are on YouTube uh, at Orchid X Mantis. I think you're just going to have to search until you find it. You, but you can't definitely get like search YouTube Orchid, Orchid X. With the yeah. X. Orchid With the X, X or else you're just going to get nature documentaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and it's, I mean, it, you get to look at those pretty creatures. They're yes, kinda, the pastel-colored mantises. What's man, the plural man, of mantis? Mantis. Mantis. mantis? Pastel-colored killing machines. <laughs> yes, yeah. If you have an exp- it's, that's definitely worth, worth your time. But then also go check out the videos. But we're easier to find on Facebook because it's what? Facebook slash Orchid X Mantis and then Instagram. And we're, we're pretty we're prolific Instagrammers. Mm. You know, that's where we feel everybody's are, attention is. Are you writing some so much. stuff now like with video in mind or yes. are your videos starting to you've... inspire your music? Is it, is a tail wagging the dog now? Yeah. Yeah. So. We're definitely getting into doing minute long videos. Well, Soon so, there'll be an album of one minute tunes. There already is somewhat. Oh. I can't remember her name. She did, she did 15 one minute songs and then she looked at the feedback that people were were giving to each song and kind of developed it from there. And now she's she's a big star. She's being signed by all these. I can't remember. And she's just killing it. On, and she used Instagram and Twitter to go from you know obscure singer songwriter to mm-hmm. you know top top forty probably. You know. So I I think there's there's definitely something there. And it's fun and it it, it helps you create. I think um, it's instead of thinking like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this album for nine months or, or whatever, just, you know, let's get this out and polish it, which is, we just need to get one minute of, of stuff, get it out, get it down, get a, get a video and then go from there. Cause I mean, you could also see the development of a song in that way. And a band even, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you progressing as a group and adding new things and like it, it can show like oh wow they're con- they're just continually at it it's not just like this album then this album then this album that progression yeah and i mean can, you can... i would love to to see young ed you know no, you <laughs> practicing well, his piano from like yeah. a couple of years ago and then mm-hmm. you did and then watching the progression you did like 8 years ago when we lived together <laughs> <laughs> you did already yeah but to have like daily documentation that'd be very interesting and you also employ some some other interesting things like I, I know some of your videos feature sometimes other people either in musical form or in dancing form mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh i believe you also had a fashion show at your cd release yes we did uh, we were kind of inspired by the well the fashion calendar and how relentless it is you know there are shows when you're showing in the fall you're showing your collection for the spring and summer already and then now there are resort shows and that's supposed to be like you know what you wear when you go to the bahamas or whatever. So we were thinking about what if we release music on this kind of relentless cycle as well. Um, And then of course, each of the uh, tracks is sort of referencing a garment. 
So we had, well, except for, well, no, I guess everything. They yeah, they all do. Yeah, that's that's a nice over overreaching theme. Yeah, overarching theme. Yeah, Louis Vuitton so and Trench and right. So, so we so had forth. each person model their, you know, whatever we thought was the visual representation of the song. Yeah, special thanks to all of the models who participated and continue to participate mm -hmm. in our uh, live shows. I, uh, I, I sadly could not make it. I had a I had a thing, but. Um, you, Caitlin, you you wrote me like, are, will you be here? I'm like, no, I can't make it. I'm really bummed. And and your response was, oh, but you'll miss, you'll miss all the topless models. And I responded, <laughs> I've seen I've seen Louis without a shirt before. <laughs> it's nothing new. It's nothing new. <laughs> it was not going to be exciting. <laughs> no, he killed it. He because we also did our own booklet with the models that we used in our fashion show on the CD release. And so they all came in and put on put on their special outfit fits for each song, and uh, to become the booklet for the CD, oh, which, wow. which we made mm -hmm. by hand, mm -hmm. lovingly. Not only are all Super of the people stylish in, yeah. stylish in physicality, they are all deeply stylish spiritually and intellectually. So again, it's really nice to have a community of supportive artists that are willing to go out on a limb in our in our punk way yeah an insert thread pun somewhere in there <laughs> you've all, you also uh in addition to cds made cassettes i believe yes yeah yeah, yeah. you can, if you want to experience orchid orchid manis in analog warmth <laughs> you have that option available to you in multiple colors i think multiple colors yeah, yeah. Oh. pink flesh tone did you uh, red flesh tone pink flesh tone that's yeah, it's descriptive. That's, um, high, high demand. Right. Did uh, did you make the cassette? I'm just curious. Did you make the cassettes yourself, or we designed them? We ordered the cassettes themselves from Duplication.ca. They're in, uh, based in Canada, hmm. and so you just tell them the length of the, the the tape that you need. They send it to you, and. Um, we also just, we sent them a picture for the label and they killed it. The label is so cool. Um, I'm really proud of our, our tapes. That was kind of, last time I tried to make the labels myself and that is a nightmare, making tape labels, trying to format it from, uh, I can't remember what I was using, some maybe Photoshop. Print Shop Pro. Print Shop yeah. Pro, <laughs> yeah, onto the decals <laughs> is, I will never try that again. And then I, I kind of got it, but then the ink ran. Oh, no. So this oh, no. time I, I, you outsourced I, it. I outsourced it. But then we, we dubbed it ourselves, and that's kind of nice. yes. fun. And we, I went in Caitlin's Volvo. She's got a tape player and uh, made sure I got the levels right, hot enough so it doesn't distort distort but but just fire enough to be uh just because well, there's there's all of that that um hiss so if you if it's not loud enough you get a lot of hiss and you don't get as much saturation of the sound mm. but if you overdo it then you get all these this distortion when when it peaks like every time the snare hits or something oh geez. so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a work and uh, you've also got uh, some mad swag. Yes, if I don't mad mind, swag. If I don't mind saying so, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about your fanny packs. Yes, this is our uh, our new. Uh, well, of course, this is audio, but you can't you can't see that we're rocking our red OXM fanny packs and uh, an OXM button. Oh, OXM sticker as well. I know. Yeah. I, I just have to say the fanny pack is the most unique marketing thing I think I've ever seen, <laughs> and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. I know we're getting off the topic of music, but that does. 
kind of. <laughs> it's you not, can ch- you know. It, it's... And then it also gave us an excuse to do musical infomercials too, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. are available online. Oh, wow. <laughs> and which lead to um, places where you can purchase them. <laughs> <laughs> and it, to, it applies, you know, uh, a lot of musicians, you don't got an, uh, two extra hands to carry your keys and your phone and your wallet. And uh, so that's really important. I've, I've been really happy in seeing all of the fanny packs being rocked around town at various gigs. Um, so what's next for the group? Like, what's your next uh, project? More videos, I assume, but, uh, well, for me personally, I've been inspired by my new uh, title as MC to, (laughs) uh, create more, uh, rap content and I'm trying to branch out in multiple languages. So that's my current challenge is to, okay, uh, (laughs) is to write (laughs) some rhymes (laughs) in, uh, German, maybe Korean, if I can manage it. Uh, maybe Spanish also. Korean, yeah. <laughs> if I could put in a plug, go for try Japanese. Try Japanese. Okay. There's so much uh, rhyming. Okay. It just in the language in general, someone so it could it could work. All right. Ja- Japanese rap. I have no idea what they're saying, but it's kind of cool <laughs> to listen to. Like the rhymes are are, are rad. Yeah. A lot can, of the same. Can syllables. you flesh out why you want to do the the different language? Or oh well, I've been in a I've been in a major deep dive into K-pop recently, mm. and um just kind of seeing how they are taking, you know, their very small uh, groups and going global. And I think one of the main ways that they're doing it is by learning just enough of a language, sometimes even phonetically, um, where they can make their hit in another language and then release it in that country. And um, so I'm interested in exploring that. I do love those tracks, even when the, especially when the, well, especially when the English is, Maybe not the best. Yes. And the yes. little bit that's in English that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> One of great. my favorite Japanese bands, <laughs> The Pillows, my favorite record of them is called Happy Bivouac. Amazing. Does it, And the whole song's in Japanese except for the words Happy Bivouac. Happy Bivouac. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll get into the educational part. I was saying to Isaac just yesterday we could do a, a track that's just how to count to 10 in various languages. Oh, that would be I just cool. I le- just like, learned how to speak to ten, uh, um, to count to ten in Arabic, which is like the sexiest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> so I think we need to get into that Sesame Street style. Speaking of sexy things, sexy we're going to get into another track from Rated X, the new record. And this one is Rated X. This this tune is going to bring us up into the break, and it's called Pussy Bow. Confetti can't go at all. Got trips in the mail. 
Glitzing butts and touching sweats Stripper poles and vibing holes Those cakes are filled with jello Connecticut's going on Little vapors in my lungs Glitzing butts and touching sweats Stripper poles and vibing holes This is Bobby Cressy, and this is San Diego Sessions, San Diego's number one jazz podcast. Each and every day, hold my head up proud, testing my precision, fuck you all up. Fuck you all up I fear I lost my way Whisper in the crowd 
Here's your jazz forecast for November 26th through December 9th. As always, here are the regular happenings. On Mondays, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9pm to midnight. No cover, and it's 21 and up. On Tuesdays, the Havana Jam is at Prohibition from 8pm to midnight. Every Wednesday, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his long-standing Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66 in Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come down early to hear the Young Lions from 6 to 8 p.m., featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Every Friday, flutist Holly Hoffman presents Jazz Happy Hour at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., featuring new groups every week. Friday, November 30th, the Danny Green Trio performs. The following Friday, vocalist Lillian Palmer plays with Ed Kornhauser on piano and Doug Walker on bass. Also on Fridays, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. On Saturdays at the Westgate, you can hear vocalist and guitarist Steph Johnson and friends from 8 to 11 p.m. Now here are the highlights for the coming weeks. Tuesday, November 27th, guitarist Robin Henkel plays downtown at the House of Blues at 7 p.m. Thursday, November 29th, the Danny Green Trio plays at Grossmont College in the Recital Hall at 7.30 p.m. On Friday, November 30th, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays at the La Valencia Hotel in La Jolla from 6 to 10 p.m. And the Binational Mambo Orchestra is at Dizzy's, featuring the music of Tito Puente and Perez Prado. Music kicks off at 7 p.m. with a cover of $20. Sunday, December 2nd, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays on the patio at the Bernardo Winery in Rancho Bernardo, playing high-energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. Dancers are welcome. Brazilian vocalist Luciana Souza returns to the auditorium at the Scripps Research Institute for the Jazz at TSRI series, featuring Chico Pinheiro on guitar and Scott Colley on bass. Downbeat at 7.30 p.m., Check the La Jolla Athenaeum website for tickets. Vocalist Leonard Patton and pianist Ed Kornhauser play their monthly first Sunday engagement at the Turf Supper Club in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21 or older. On Friday, December 7th, ensembles from the San Diego School for Creative and Performing Arts play at Dizzy's under the direction of Dr. John Reynolds. Music starts at 8 p.m. The cover is 15 or 10 for students. On Saturday, December 8th, the Gaslamp Quarter Jazz Orchestra plays a free Christmas concert at Resurrection SD Church, featuring guest artist, pianist Eric Reed. The concert starts at 7 p.m. On Sunday, December 9th, it's Sassy Sunday at the Turf Supper Club with vocalist Lorraine Castellanos from 8 to 11 p.m. And we are back on San Diego Sessions, brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. We're here in an undisclosed location right outside of downtown San Diego. And once again, our guest is Orchid X Mantis. And we just heard Louis Vuitton uh, with the jazz calendar. And right before that, the song Pussy Bow. And for all our listeners out there, if you want to see some extras, video, photo, audio, uh, 
you know, all the senses. You can follow us on Instagram at San Diego Sessions Podcast. Check it out. And uh, as always, if you like us, hey, why don't you go over to iTunes, maybe give us a little listen. And if you really like us, how about you hit subscribe? And if you really, really like us, well, then maybe leave us a nice review, a good rating. Uh, but if you don't, you know, that's cool. That's cool. No beef, bro. Just you can just stay away from that whole rating star thing. Just pretend that's we fun. never said anything about yeah. iTunes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you heard nothing. But also you can find us on Facebook. Also, our, our podcasts are now available on Spotify. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email. If you have, you know, uh, any issues, grievances to address, if you need to write a letter to your state representative, you know, regarding our policies and regulations, you can just send that to us, forward it to us. Our email address is SD Sessions. That's just SD Sessions Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in being a guest or a guest host, that is where you can find us. And now, without any further ado, get the plugs out of the way, we are going to have the latest edition of the San Diego 7, hosted by my co-host, Edward T. Kornhauser. This is, yes, this is the San Diego 7. These are seven questions we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Number one, what did y'all have for breakfast? Go, Nina. I have a great answer for that. I had like a million shots of espresso and a soy riso burrito from Subterranean in Ooh. North Park nice. on my amazing walk with uh, the great Victoria Robertson, one of our models. Oh, rad. She's also a great uh, opera singer. Incredible opera singer and amazing person. Um, I had eggs and oatmeal. So did I, because yes. I, I cooked it for us. Nice. <laughs> Because you two, if you if it wasn't painfully obvious, are married. <laughs> For the marrieds. You're married. Yeah. San Diego's hottest couple, they okay. say. <laughs> oh, boy. It's true, though. Number two. Do you remember what, if anything, you dreamed about last night? I do, but now I'm Right, that's the thing. Like, how much do you actually... Yeah, little fragments. <laughs> Plus, I feel like sometimes when you wake up from a dream... You just remember little details and you kind of fill in a lot. Yes. I think I remember the emotion. Like I know I was in trouble about something, but I don't remember what. Hmm. Yeah. I do remember. Um, I just got back from tour with uh, Baby Bushka, which is a bunch of bunch of girls, bunch of women, bunch of ladies. And um, I had dreams every night, just kind of anxiety dreams about playing. And I woke up today with another one. And uh, where I had a really, really stuffy nose because most of us got the flu. Oh, God. And I woke up and I felt great. And so it was just oh, that, a dream. That wonderful, uh, airy UK weather. Yeah. yeah you went for two weeks to, to, the, to the United Kingdom. I did. Yeah. I did. One time I had a dream there that I like flew back and I like missed my gig because I flew back to San Diego on accident somehow. So just <laughs> anxiety dreams. <laughs> you flew back here in the middle of your tour. I was yeah. like, oh, man. Why did Shoot. I fly back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, why did I do that? Uh, number three, and this is all of you. Who are you wearing? Yeah, Mister, yeah. you'll be able to see this on the Instagram. But uh, I'm wearing a floral tracksuit with a, a tarot card shirt that says "Death." 
But who? who? And, and, oh, who and, are you wearing? But what's oh, and the label. C. Check the label. And the tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a Zara. Zara tracksuit. Right. And, and also white Zara Crocs. Socks. No Birkenstocks. Oh, those are Birkenstocks. Oh, yes. you're right. They're Birkencrocs. Mm-hmm. The, Bir- the Birkencrocs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I am wearing um, vintage Swedish clogs from Malmo, Sweden. I am wearing oh. a vintage Lee overall in the color red, and I'm wearing a San Diego Suzuki School t-shirt nice and oh and hello kitty glasses from daiso yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm wearing proper dance shoes um how do you say this in german dance schuhe and uh everything else is from um either secondhand or like clearance whatever and it's black it's all black except for your burgundy gaucho hat that is from Peru, which is the first thing I ever hustled. I got them <laughs> down from 85 to 35, and I'm really happy. It's a wicked hat. Bon Basilio, the nice. famous Basilio, really wants my hat. That's when I knew it really was valuable. And I'm wearing a blue Golden Hill Street Fair t-shirt <laughs> that was handmade and silkscreened at the Golden Hill. Oh, Street excellent. Fair with the Golden Hill logo. I also and have- furthermore, I have dad New Balance uh, hiking <laughs> Sneakers on. I like on. your trainers. Those are great. That's how you know. The best letter. Dad <laughs> status. <laughs> Dad jeans also? We won't mention those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number nine. Uh, number four. <laughs> okay. This is a would you rather, and I'm very happy with this one. Okay. Would you rather change sexes every time you sneezed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or not be able to tell the difference between the baby and the muffin. <laughs> what? So wait, when you sneeze, you, you change, change sex. sexes, but then you're that sex until you sneeze, sneeze again. again. Yeah. So if you have a cold, it's a nightmare situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or you not be able to tell the difference between a baby and the muffin. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Sounds delicious. Riddle me this, Isaac. Oh gosh. I mean, obviously, I'm going to take the sex change every time you sneeze. I mean, what if I want to eat a muffin? And I'm, but but then you it's might. a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I'm a cannibal. They both just, lead you to some pretty troublesome situations. Yeah. 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 I, I think, actually, I'm going to go with baby and muffin mm. differentiation. And just, just stay away from muffins. Just stay away from muffins, because I generally do anyway, so I think I'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Do I really need to say option number one? Yes. <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> Number five. This is a this versus that at the beginning. Portishead versus Massive Attack. Ooh, Portishead. I'm going to have to go with Massive Attack. Mm. Oh, the band's going to break up. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I think I would, just for... Um, just for teardrop, I'm going to say massive. Att- I'm not a big fan of either, hmm. but I do. Yikes! Well, I I know I like Portishead because Harley does, hmm. and I want Harley to like me. <laughs> so <laughs> I've listened to a whole bunch of. I think I'm a little bit conversational in Portishead, just you know, just to show off for Harley. But yeah, I'm going to pick Massive Attack. All right, number six. This is another this versus that. French, and we kind of alluded to this earlier. French fashion house and luxury retail company Louis Vuitton <laughs> mm. versus 
local jazz guitarist, former podcast guest, and male model, <laughs> Louis Valenzuela. Oh. It's got to be Louis Valenzuela. Yeah. 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 Team, team Lou. Yep. Team Lou all the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Number seven. And this is freeform. We're off bacon now. Beck. I love that every time I do this, people just stare in stunned silence at me. <laughs> I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? Mm-hmm. That Beck? That okay. Beck. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever you want to say. <laughs> so Beck is the question Beck instead is the of question. bacon. Beck is the question. <laughs> it's sinking. The ship is sinking. Yeah. No, I think um, it's just taking a while to process. I dig on Beck. Yeah. I, I teach drum lessons. I use, I use some Beck songs. I forget what comparison someone was making once. It was like um, there was a big upset over him winning uh, one of those big awards. And it said, um, like, why why Beck over the other artists? And there was just a picture of all of the instruments that he had recorded himself on that album. And it was like, you know, just every instrument you can imagine. And so, yes. Yes, Beck. Yeah. I've always been there. A big fan of his his lyrics, even when they're just he's really into like word painting and stuff. Like just it's like, what is this song about? But they're just kind of cool little things. I think my favorite lyric of his is you've only got one finger left and it's pointing at the door. <laughs> I thought that, that was a good lyric. That's a, such a great way to start a song off. <laughs> All right. Uh we've only got one podcast left and it's the San Diego Sessions podcast, but that was the San Diego Seven with Ed Kornhauser. Um, and once again, we are here with Orchid Mantis, and you can, Orchid X Mantis, excuse me, and you can find lots more of their music on YouTube, but also their new album is avail- out and available for purchase. Yeah, how can people uh, get that sweet, sweet Mantis? Well, you can actually Venmo mm. Isaac Crow, and I have a picture of a warthog skull. Okay. And we also accept. A <laughs> yeah. Look for the warthog skull that says Isaac Crow. And there's also PayPal, but there's also Bandcamp. Orchidxmantis.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Is also it, showing up to your shows, I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Show up to our shows. We'll be at Till 2, Halloween. October thirty first. May all be in the past. Yeah. Oh darn when it! Does this come out? And if people want to want to check uh, check you guys out, you can check the social meds for uh, Orchid Mantis because you spam the earth with stuff daily. Yeah, always generating content, but also like letting people know where you're gonna play. Yes, yeah. always. Where you gonna forever. Where you gonna Orchid Mant next? I do want to say uh, another special thanks to Evie, who's been really alleviating. Yeah. Um, my schedule in our our media representation she's doing a really knockout job as one of the um, faces of, of orchid Manus. she was also mm-hmm. one of your models and does dancing i believe yes yes, yes. Really yes. lovely mm-hmm. lady and uh you all have you you all do your i know nina you do other things like you we mentioned that you just got off tour with baby bushka yes on um, break until january so that's that's really nice for other um, scheduling projects too. Yeah, go ham for a couple of weeks in England and then get some time off. Get some time off. Get you know, the, yesterday I I came back to band practice and immediately went and uh, had some more think tank uh, discussions with Steph Johnson as we direct um, Voices of Our City Choir. There's um, endless amounts of things that need to be done in this voting season. Yeah, this is definitely um, 
crunch time. I realize this podcast will actually probably come out after the election. Yeah. So hopefully it's in a good space. Yeah, hopefully we're all still still around there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Caitlin, uh, you play cello in the La Jolla Symphony, I believe. I do indeed. Oh. Yes. I've. This is my 12th season with LJSNC. Wow. Yeah. And uh, what sort of uh, works does the, the group tend to perform? Well, uh, we are headed by Stephen Schick, so he programs kind of a whole bunch of contemporary music in addition to some of the classics. So there's always something to sort of please our bass, and then there's something to kind of excite and hopefully entice um, a different audience. Um, and usually um, there's a living composer that we're working with, sometimes even someone who's at UCSD, mm. um, always collaborating with younger. Um, this season, they're trying to work with a lot of women, which is very exciting. Um, so we have an upcoming show, upcoming concerts on um, November, December, December 8 and 9. Oh, right. um, we're doing a Philip Glass second cello concerto. Wow. Um, with Katinka Klein. She's, I think, Chicago-based um, contemporary cellist. And then... Oh, a whole bunch of other stuff. The Messiah um, should be very interesting. I dig that you guys do that. Like it's a mix of, of the classics. And yes. The, I, I saw you guys once and you did John Cage and Beethoven. Right. Exactly. We did four minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah. And then I think Beethoven eight or yeah, five or something. Yeah, I was, I was sitting something. here trying to remember which yeah. one I remember. Yeah. 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 It keeps it very interesting for me. It keeps my chops up. It's really fun. And uh, Isaac, you got any side hustles going on? Oh, it's 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 predominantly Orchid Mantis, yeah. yeah. All Orchid, Orchid, Man Orchid X Mantis all the time. Mm -hmm. There it is. He's yeah. a relentless yeah. composer, and I think halfway through the third album, yeah, very prolific. Yeah. Oh wow. We're I shooting mean, it, for February sixteenth. Um, we're hey. we're yeah we're just are we are mind boggled by the pace and persistence of stuff you guys can put <laughs> out. Like there's always a video, two records. I'm working on a record every two years, and you've got two every year, yeah. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> so, but we're really enjoying this new one. And um, as I said, you can get it. Probably the great place to buy stuff is Bandcamp, right? Mm -hmm. Orchidxmantis.bandcamp.com. Um, but we wanted to thank all three of you so much for coming in. And thank you, Ian. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much thank for having us. It's and, been fun. and shout out to the cat who's been bugging us the whole podcast, but now he's asleep on the floor. <laughs> he tuckered, yeah. Mo tuckered himself out. You can see some pictures of Mo on San Diego Sessions Instagram. Podcat. <laughs> At San Diego Hashtag Sessions. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag podcast. And again, of course, the record is called Rated X, and it's out on, what's your record label? <laughs> wow. Oh. It's uh, out on 30th Street Records. Yes. Elaborate <laughs> Process. Oh, elaborate, elaborate Process. Oh, sorry. It's out on Elaborate Process Records. And this last tune um, features some vocals from both Caitlin and Nina. And this is called Normcore. Before you hit the ground, blindfold and bone. Barely make a sound, blindfold and bone. Guys, oh, I'm in control. Reached 
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artists. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.